I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Tonight's life lesson is something I know that so many people struggle with. We're talking about guilt, how it affects our relationships. Well, already you're saying amen. How it affects our relationships with friends, with our family, our coworkers. So I want to know how many of you uh, feel guilty as moms? Any guilty moms in the audience? Really? You you don't have no children. I don't have no children. What about the dogs? Very good to my dogs. So who feels guilty for not spending more time with your, your children? One child. One child. You're feeling guilty about that? Yes. How old is your child? He's six. OK, you're guilty already. <laughs> OK, so a lot of people confuse guilt with shame. You yes. said they're cousins. I say they're cousins, kissing cousins. Shame says there's something wrong with who I am. It's yeah. intrinsic. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. Guilt says there's something wrong with what I've done. Or am doing. Or am doing. Yeah, so I feel guilty about it. Even people now feel guilty about what they think, yeah. you know, what they say. Both of them, well, shame is, is a little deeper. Guilt, however, is a wasted emotion. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a wasted emotion because the minute you find that there's something wrong or out of alignment, you're out of order in what you're thinking or doing, do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll, that'll resolve. What are the three main reasons uh, that people feel guilty? I think the first one is that we either have a premonition, a predisposition. We know that what we're doing is out of order, mm-hmm. you know, and you do it anyway. Right. That will then eat yourself up, you know. And the second thing is when we know we call, cause hurt, harm, danger to yeah. someone, yeah. that will lead us guilt. We look at what we did and how it hurt somebody. Shouldn't, you, made... shouldn't you feel guilty about that? Well, no. I think you can make amends okay. and you can do better next time. What does guilt serve? It doesn't serve anything other than the ego, okay. which is to take you so out of the your So the acknowledgment love. that you cause hurt, harm, or danger. Acknowledgment. Acknowledgment that you, you cause that to somebody is not the same thing as feeling guilty about it. No. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Ask for forgiveness of yourself first and then of other people if you can. And if you can do something to make amends, yes. then that will release, release you from the karmic tie to that action. Okay. And the third one, I think, is when we disappoint or upset someone right. that we love or care about, well, then we go into guilt. That's the children. Yeah. You know, mothers play that guilt card all the time. Oh, look how you made me feel. Oh, you're giving me a headache. Oh, you broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So at the end of this life class, what we want is to substitute that emotion of guilt, mm-hmm. replace it with what is real and that can be active in getting you to move on. Yeah, it could be self-forgiveness. It could be asking for forgiveness. It could be making amends. Mm-hmm. And it could be just slapping yourself upside the head because you've just been wasting time and energy. Oh, right. my Lord. OK, Amy is a mother of three who says that she is drowning in guilt after making a bad choice two years ago. I can, I, I can see why you would be. When I'm on this road, a wave of guilt panic and shame just come flooding in. It feels like um, it's, 
it's January 10th all over again. Amy and her two young children were on their way home from a day of ice skating. Amy was driving drunk. I started drinking because I felt lonely. I felt like my marriage was going in a different direction. I was slipping into a depression. Amy's car careened across oncoming traffic and slammed into a tree. Her five-year-old daughter, Madison, was critically injured. When I saw my daughter lying on the stretcher being tended to by the paramedics, I screamed for her. What did I just do? What did I just do? I'm their mom, and I'm supposed to protect them. How could I do that to my own children? Guilt's that voice in the back of my head that says, you're a lousy mom. You were drunk. Holding on to the guilt is my way of punishing myself because I deserve to be punished. So Amy, I have to tell you that uh, when I first heard this story, uh, my first reaction is probably the same as I know many of you. We all feel like, okay, that's worth feeling guilty about because that's a pretty tragic thing, drive, driving drunk. And I have a history on The Oprah Winfrey Show of speaking out very strongly about that. So I'm going to let, let you step in and, and handle, you know, because aren't you all thinking, well, OK, you were driving drunk. You should, you should feel bad about that. Well, feeling bad and being guilty three years later, it's three years now? Two and a half. Two and a half, down to the day. She probably lives this. 24 hours a day. And you're still with your husband. I just want to. I'm still with my yeah. husband, Matt. Yep. Yeah. The, the thing here That's is that. The ego always requires punishment. And you said it, that the, the guilt, because you're guilty, you should be punished. Because whenever you're guilty, there has to be punishment. And that's what the ego will use, the negative uh, ego will use to keep you stuck. Yeah. So my question is, what does it serve for you to be punished? What does it serve, beloved? My guilt for me, I feel like if I let that go, then am I sorry for what I did? Well, are you sorry for what you did? I am. Well, what? tell me exactly what you believe you did. Tell me what you did. I'm their mother, and I should be protecting them. And I was selfish. Is that, is that accurate? That's accurate. Is it really? Is that, I mean, I knew what I was doing. I almost killed them. OK. And I believe that I wasn't doing my job. Being a parent is a gift. Well, why did you almost kill them? Because I drank. And why did you drink? Because I was depressed. And why were you depressed? Because my life, my marriage wasn't going well. My husband and I seemed like we were going in two different directions. I put on this facade, and we, we still acted as if we were the perfect couple, but we weren't. We were far from it, behind closed doors. So are you guilty about having the accident? Are you guilty about living inauthentically? Are you guilty about not addressing the drinking problem? because you had a drinking problem. Yes. You went from the hospital to rehab. I did. When did you know you had a problem? When I looked over and I was laying 
I was laying on a stretcher myself, and I looked over and I saw Madison laying on a stretcher. And the reality of what I did and the reality of what my actions and what my drinking caused just set She's in. She's shaking her head no. Tell me. I'm shaking my head no because um, by the time you are in a car accident, yes. you had three beers and a shot of vodka and some something else, whatever, a glass of wine that I listed. By the time you are in a car accident where you have the capability of harming yourself and your children, you have had multiple signs that something was off and wrong. Someone, and, and you true. didn't pay any attention to them. I ignored so them. it was not when you saw your daughter lying on the stretcher. I think that that's when the reality it. of what I did set that's in. That's not what you're guilty about. That's I'm, what I I'm really I'm guilty need. because I took... You already knew that before you got in the car, you had a problem. So part of what's hanging you up right now is you knew when you stepped into that car drunk that you were wrong doing yes. that. Yeah. Okay, what about, what about, what about tweet right now? Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. I think that's Phoebe who says, sorry, but I want the woman to feel guilty for drinking. And, uh, Amy, I want her to feel guilty for drinking and driving. Well, good, she doesn't get a vote. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> because I feel that would keep her from doing it again. Absolutely and not, absolutely I, not. And she feels that way too, I don't you? I feel that way too. No. I feel like if I hold on to my guilt now, then everything in my life... I can't let you go into that story. You know, I'm a story interrupter. Yeah. I'm a story interrupter. Okay, Phoebe. No. So for you and Phoebe, here's what for you and Phoebe. Guilt is a wasted emotion. Motion. And it's ungodly. Let's be clear. It's ungodly. So what you do now is take responsibility, responsibility. and make conscious choices. Yeah. Because every choice you make supersedes and overrides every other choice you make. Okay. So that's what we want. That's, that's what, what we Phoebe want. Not and Phoebe. everybody in and Phoebe doesn't get a vote in her guilt. I, but Phoebe is feeling the same thing a lot of us. But and we I, want I, Phoebe I, healed also. Okay. Phoebe healed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe, I expect, I mean, I, I embrace what Phoebe says. I expect Cancel, cancel. Cancel, cancel. F7. So what I'm trying to say, Phoebe, I'm speaking for Phoebe and myself. Are you channeling Phoebe that, now? Yes, that <laughs> what we want is to replace the feeling guilty, guilty. with taking responsibility and for what you And making conscious choice. And making a different choice. Right. I feel like I, I'm starting to take responsibility with, I mean, living sober is the best amends. Yeah. That's it really right. is. It is the best. And self-forgiveness. Yes. She hasn't forgiven yet. No, Oprah, you know I, I she feel, hasn't forgiven. I feel shackled to the guilt. My ego says to me, um, anytime I start to have fun or anytime I get a glimpse of happiness, my ego and my guilt will say to me, don't you ever forget what you did. Don't you ever forget what you did. Okay, can you hear, though, that the lesson for you, your child lived, you lived. You get another chance. Second chance. You get another chance. Second chance. Yes. The reason you deserve it is because you have it. Right. And the reason you deserve it is because you have it. The reason why you know you deserve it, you have it. If God has a blessing of joy for you, the only thing the ego has to do to steal your joy is to say, don't you ever forget what you did. Who's going to win this battle, God or the ego? Because ego is easing God out. Yeah. So go for the joy. This is what she's saying. 
if you were to be punished, your baby would be dead. You have this second chance, and God gives us an endless supply of do-overs. Yeah. If you need 9,000 yeah, second chances. If you got a moment of grace, take it. Take it. Give yourself permission to be okay. Permission. You haven't given yourself permission. There it is, right there. Yeah. She hasn't given herself permission to be okay. Yeah. Give yourself permission to be okay. Yeah. Okay, so what, what nerve did we finally hit there that got you crying? What, what's going on? Just to give myself permission. Yeah. <laughs> to okay. be. This happened. Let's move forward. Yeah. And you've been given the grace to move forward. Everybody's alive. And the other thing, hear me, everybody. The reading the books and the doing the affirmations and the this and that and the other thing, that's a doing. Yeah. You're trying to do what you need to do to be better. I want you to be healed. I will. Change your mind. All things are mine. Starting today, I will stop telling you. All things are mine. Janessa, you're, you're, you're shaking your head from Toronto. What are you thinking up there? Well, you know, I, I've got two little children, and so my heart goes out to Amy. I, I don't even know her, and I've already forgiven her. And uh, so what I would want to say is your children are alive for a reason. Your child survived, and I guarantee you that they've already forgiven you. And I think if you bury yourself in the guilt, your children will be, it'll be harder for them to forgive you if you spend the rest of their childhood punishing yourself. Yeah. Wow. I like really her. Good, Janessa. So really I give good. myself permission. I give myself permission. Give myself permission. To forgive myself. To forgive myself. I give myself permission. I give myself permission. To be healed and okay. To be healed and okay. Yeah. And that's what you do. That is what you mean by replace the story. Replace the story. Okay, Cara from New Jersey. What do you have to say? I've done some incredible things, but I can't seem to deal with my food issues. I've, I've hiked Kilimanjaro three times, I've written a book, and yet I still struggle with food every single day. Um, and so I'm wondering how I move past that. Uh, but I think there was a great lesson about telling your truth about your situation. What does that mean, you struggle with food? Um, I'm more than 300 pounds. <laughs> so you identify with uh, Diana right now on Facebook, Diana Pratt, who's saying, I feel guilty for not taking care of me. I'm always about other people and their needs, but always getting hurt in the process. I'm always the one getting the short end of the stick. So you are feeling guilty for not giving yourself the love that you know you deserve. That's right. Or believe you deserve. All right, let's address that. That's really big. Well, I, I'm a little confused. Okay. Confused. <laughs> Because she said she struggles with food. She struggles with food. Have you food told, is her drug, right? Food, food is your is drug. Food is love. Have you, have you given yourself permission to have that awareness that food is your food love? Food is your love. I, maybe. <laughs> I, I think I, I struggle with the fact that you have to eat every day. No, you need it, to read it, that Janine Roth book that says food is love. Food is love. And then you need to read the Janine Roth book that says women, food, and God. That's food right. is your love. If you're 300 pounds, food is your love. And so you need to get to that there's some place, possibly, I don't know this to be true, where you didn't feel loved or nurtured or cared for. So food nurtures you. 
and food nourishes you. And doing that cares for you. Now, the way you're doing it is not good for you. That means you have to make another choice. But take responsibility for that. Don't right. struggle with it. And in the meantime, Women, Food, and God, Janine Roth. Yes, Absolutely. love it. Women, Food, and God. Yeah. Okay, the big aha for me is that you replace, I always said it's a wasted emotion, yes. but to replace the guilt with yes. what is real, What's the true? truth yes. of responsibility. That's right. That's what you're saying. And accept responsibility. Once you tell the truth, accept responsibility. Now you are empowered to make another choice, a I conscious like choice. But also what we recognized is you have to, get, with Amy, is to give yourself permission to move beyond this. Because if you don't have permission from yourself not to be stuck, to stop punishing yourself, then you, you're going to stay in it. And because people don't realize that the punishment already happened. It really did in that yeah. moment. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Going to check in with, uh, with Vicky from Ireland. Vicky, what are you thinking about all this? Um, I'm finding it really hard, actually, because um, my story is slightly different. and. I find it hard to take responsibility for what I did. What did you do? Um, my dad passed away uh, one year ago, last Monday, and I found him dead in his bed, and he had been there about a month. And he was supposed to come down to me. We were supposed to go out and go shopping, and I chose not to check in him, not to call him, not to visit, even though I was only a few hundred yards away. And he had been lying there rotting in his bed all the time. So I find it hard not to, to move on and not see that image of him and think, I did it. You did this what? What did you do? If I had found him maybe three weeks earlier, a month earlier, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be that decomposed. So is the issue that he was decomposed or is the issue that he made transition, that he died? It's both. It's both because the Friday he was supposed to come down to me, we, we reckon that maybe that, that evening he had passed away, his phone turned off. So you're, you're so, guilty about finding, not finding him dead on Friday. Is that what you're guilty about? Not calling him on the Friday because I chose to go dancing with my friends. But he would have been uh, dead on Friday. Even had you not gone dancing, he may have been dead. It's, it's so easy to say to myself, um, you know, if I had have gone to see him, maybe I would have got there and he wouldn't have been dead. Do you believe maybe. that to be true? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, so how does that serve you to, to continue to believe that exactly. had you got there on Friday, perhaps your father would not have been dead? It doesn't serve me at all. Uh, it, sure it does, it, because we don't do anything that doesn't serve us. It serves us somehow. How does it I, serve you? It's, it's stopping me. It's stopping me moving on in my life. It's stopping me from experiencing uh, wonderful times with my kids. And We don't do anything that doesn't serve us? No. Anything you do serves something. It serves a conscious or an unconscious part of you. Okay. Everything, whether it's eating, drinking, yeah, shopping, okay. I got that. I got you, that. it serves something. Okay. So how does it serve and honor your father's memory for you to continue to think that perhaps See, this is ego, too, but I just need you to get there. How does it serve his memory for you to hold on to the belief that had you gotten there Friday, maybe he wouldn't be dead? It's, I suppose, in some ways, it's, um, it's making me pay the price. It's, 
I feel like I'm paying the price by letting myself feel like this, that if I let go and I say it's not my fault or, you know, I was just in doing the things I was doing and um, that I'm getting off the hook. And I don't want to let myself off the hook. Well, you feel that if you let yourself off the hook, then you're somehow dishonoring your father. So if you stay stuck in the guilt of if I had been there or if I'd found the body before it decomposed after two weeks or if I'd been there three weeks for the dead body, then I'm just wondering how much better she would feel had she found him on Friday. Okay, let's ask her. Um, I, don't, I don't think I feel as bad as I do now because I'd let so much time go. Like a month is a long time and all I had to do was give him my time and pick up the phone and check well, him or... Right there, right there. Right there. That's what you're feeling. That's right. how you're going to heal this. You got it. So too, this right? tells me it. two things. Number one, there were breakdowns in your relationships before he died. Absolutely. Because this was a pattern. Yes. You know, if I was, if I'm with my daddy and I don't hear from my daddy in a month, I got an issue. But that says to me that you and him had problems in the relationship anyway. Would that be correct? accurate? Very much so. Dad Bingo. drifted in that oh, my life. Okay. So that's number one. Number two. So what she's really feeling bad is about the problems that she had in the relationship with her father. That's right. And now the father's gone. That's right. And you're never going to be able to resolve that. Yeah. That's maybe, what you're feeling. And maybe about. they fixed it, and now here it was again. I would offer, and I don't know this to be true, I'm willing to be wrong, that at some point he left you. Would that be accurate? Yes. Oh, OK, so you got him back. Pow. And now yeah. you, I mean, this is what's happening. This is how it's unfolding. And now in the brain, if I hadn't done that to him, yada, yada. Here, here's what my good friend Byron Katie says. She says, if you argue against reality, you will suffer. Yes. If you argue against, against reality, reality, you will suffer. I just want everybody to receive that for a moment. Yeah. I because just want you to receive that's what, what that so really means. Suffer. What that really means. Whenever you're, another way of saying that is when you are pushing against what is. That's right. And wanting what is to be different than what it is, you are going to suffer or have stress. That's really the definition of stress. Yeah. You want the situation to be something that it isn't, whether you're sitting in traffic or whether you're sitting in a marriage. A bad marriage. A bad whether marriage. your inner child is really seeking revenge against daddy. You, you're going to suffer. Yeah. Yes. And I think people confuse accepting reality to being okay, to or, being liking okay it, or liking giving it. it permission. Okay, yeah. so accepting it is not the same thing no. as liking it. Because you have responsibility for how you respond to whatever the experience is. So your boyfriend is cheating. You don't have to like that, but you have to accept the fact that he's cheating. That's lipstick, not jelly on his collar. You have to accept that. Then you get an opportunity to choose, choose how to how to respond and how you're going to continue to participate in it. Okay, right so whether it's your, it's in a relationship situation, the reality is I just lost my job. That's right. The reality is I need to make a change. The reality is I hate my job. I hate my this job. This is a reality. I hate my job, I hate my job. But every day you go to work and make it about what other people are saying and doing to you. No. The, rea the reality is that you are not happy where you are. Take responsibility either to find the joy and the pleasure in this job or leave. Okay. But don't be there being miserable. Yeah.
Vana, final thoughts well, on I guilt. Think, I think you just need to face the truth and learn how to forgive yourself in a way or another because the story will keep popping up and yeah. you have to remind yourself all the time about that. What did you learn today? Because I, I, when I was reading your background, you said you, you said to the producers, you're guilty about everything, that you stay awake at <laughs> <Yeah>. night, listing, <laughs> listing the things that you're guilty face for. Face the truth that we are humans. We make mistakes. I own it, own it, own it, own it. Say, I am human. I am a human. And I make mistakes. And I make mistakes. And I give myself permission. And I give myself permission to, to forgive myself. Yeah, to forgive myself, to be human. To be a human. And to make mistakes. And to make mistakes. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> so, Odine and Toronto, one of our favorite cities. Any ahas today? So many ahas. Okay. Um, primarily the one about that sometimes it's often the ego that's feeling the guilt, but yes. that when you use the ego, it's edging God out. Yes. So, um, just to just to realize that you, as, as the other person said too, forgive yourself. Forgive myself. I forgive, forgive myself. Here is a rule for life classes. Own your stuff. Don't make it about you, them, they. I give myself, I, go ahead. And also that you said that God wants us to be happy. Yeah. That's the bottom line. And that the punishment ha has already happened. That was a huge Yes, job. she got a lot. Well, you yeah. got a lot, OG. Yay, good student. <laughs> good student. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. <laughs>